With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, Tom Edwards and James Jones. And this week's episode is sponsored by footballprizes.co.uk where you can win some priceless pieces of signed football memorabilia each and every week. In this week's draw, you can win a signed Julian Dix shirt and it costs just £4.95 a ticket. Just 99 tickets will be sold, which gives you a fantastic chance of winning. Entries close at 7.30 on Friday and the draw is made an hour later live on Facebook. There's been signed shirts from Paolo Di Canio, Declan Rice and Vladimir Souffal up for grabs since their launch. So head on over to footballprizes.co.uk to check them out. This episode is brought to you by me, Will Pugh, Tom Edwards and James Jones. This is part two of our end of season review episode you had part one last week a little bit later last week we had some technical issues and some end of season beers to drink we had a great time there and i'm delighted to give you this last episode of the season which is part two lots and lots coming up you had the hammer of the year awards or the we are west ham awards last week we've still got name that game the finale and some final thoughts and a bit of a look ahead to next season from me and the boys once again thanks very much for listening this year and we hope you enjoy this episode part two of last week's end of season review me and the lads are going to have a few weeks off probably three maybe four depending how we feel but um, we'll be watching the Euros planning ahead for next season so the We Are West Ham podcast will be back better than ever thanks very much for listening you guys and enjoy this week's show So you are still listening to the We Are West Ham podcast for the last time of the season with me, Will Pugh, Tom Edwards and James Jones. Wonderful surroundings we're in this week. Lads in the basement at the News UK building. Thanks very much to Talk Sport for sorting us out. It is wonderful to be sitting across from the pair of you again. And for the final time this season, we're going to go head to head in name that game. And I'm going to be honest... It's a little bit, this is more about the relegation battle here, not who's going to win the title. We're going to do a game each just to keep it a little bit exciting. 
at the end of the season. But I'm currently bottom of the league on 40 points. James Jones is on 41. Tom Edwards streaking out in front on 49. It's going to have to be something special to overhaul Tom from here, boys. But the main battle, again, me and you, Jones, you at the bottom. You won the last season's quiz with the Rogue Mystery Players quiz. It was a dramatic final day. Not as dramatic here, I think, because Tom has taken glory, it's fair to say. I mean, never say never, of course. No. But um, it is, it's pretty much me versus you to avoid the, um, well, the, 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 the wooden spoon prize, the shame, well, the clubman of the year yeah. award of name that game, if you will. Um, I think, Tom, are you all set to go first as, the, uh, as the league leader? Um, or should we actually, I'll tell you what, let's leave this one. Till the end. Let's leave me and you till the Just end, to Jonesy. Who it could all be to play for. Yeah, could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, then, Jonesy, if you don't mind, uh, if you can go first, that would be wonderful. Yeah, sure. So, uh, my obscure fact is in this game, Donnell Henry, remember him? Yeah. Made his first and only appearance for West Ham United. That is a super question. <laughs> that is quite good. Um,. All right, I'm going to have a guess at the score, and I'm going to go 3-1. Incorrect. 4-1. Mm. Incorrect. Oh, the, the score was 2-1. Oh, oh. So agonisingly close. Uh, right, what do we need next, James? <laughs> Opposition goal scorer, and I'll be very impressed. Uh, oh, God. Go on, so I'm ever guessing if you've got one. I don't Jordi Gomez. Uh, incorrect. Mm. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, I don't know who you mean. Uh, Leroy Fur. Incorrect. Oh, oh, agonizing. tough, this Agonising. Um, right, what do we need next, James? Uh, you need... Uh, West Ham goal scorer. The West Ham goal scorer, right. <laughs> and it wasn't Donnell Henry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't. No. Uh, right. Okay. Um, oh, did I you don't... want the? Did you want the away? The, oh, of the, course. The, the yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Not the away yeah, scorer, yeah. but the, uh, <laughs> the opposition goal scorer was Constantine Budescu. Oh, excellent. Oh. <laughs> oh. So the West Ham scorer, please, guys. Mm. Oh God. Uh... Andy Carroll? Incorrect. Oh, um... Who is that bloke? Um... <laughs> Everton uh, legend? Yeah, um... Everton legend? <laughs> <laughs> um, Enna Valencia? That uh, is also incorrect. Oh, is it? Alright, go on, go on, Jamesy. Just give us the information. So... Um, the West Ham scorer was Mamel Lanzini. Oh, blimey, that was close. What do we need next? So, what do you need next? You need the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. Uh, you got any guesses, Tom? You're not really good at this. I've got, I've got no, not nothing reasonable, um, which won't give away what the next answer is. Um, the Romanian National Football Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Um, oh, it's either it's one of two. It's either the Astra Arena or the Dan Petrescu Arena. <laughs> uh, both incorrect. It's uh, actually the Stadio Nuovo Marian Anastasovici. Of course, it is. yeah, but obviously tra- translated, 
That I translated is Dan Petrescu arena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course true. it is. Oh, bloody hell. Right. Um, so what do we <laughs> what do we need here? So you need the opponent. Ah, right. Well, we've lost the order a little bit, haven't we? Astragoogoo. Well, yeah, obviously it's Astragoogoo. <laughs> it's Astragoogoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, where do the points go, James? Because I think we lost a bit. A we lost a bit of the order then. I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I went first on the first one. You can track it back, can't you? So, Will, you went first on the first on the scoreline. Yeah. So then, then Tom on opposition. Yeah. Then Will on West Ham. Yeah. Tom on stadium. Yeah. And then Will on opponent. Right, I'll have Astro so, then. That's only fair. You can have that. One nil Will. Um, Tom, season? 2015-16. That is correct. Oh, one all. Blimey. So, we need uh, um, the exact year. Um... 2015. Correct. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, absolutely smashing stuff. Jonesy, can you update the scoreboard while you're there as well? I will. So it's 2 1. So Will, 42. One. Tom, that was your 50th point of the season. Oh, happy days. So that's, that's a decent Take point it. to get, actually. That, that may have just edged it for you. Yeah, that's that, a, that was a big point. point. Yeah, well, I mean, probably... it, it was a difficult game for me, guys, but I, I had to get one of the Astra games in. Mm. Um, and I saw the, the, the away leg and thought, yeah, that would do. Yeah, yeah, fair um, enough, mate. Fair enough. Nice. Right, my go then. So yep. it's a relegation shootout at the end, Jonesy. Right, okay. Um, the obscure fact about this game is that both goalkeepers have played for West Ham. Ooh. Okay. Uh, any guesses for the score? Whoa. 2-1 2-1 is incorrect from Tom Edwards there I mean it could be literally any fixture ever <laughs> yeah well no <laughs> well I mean uh, I've got to have, have a stab at it and say 1-0 uh, you're going to say 1-0 and saying 1-0 James Jones you'll be incorrect unfortunately so we go oh the correct scoreline was 0-0 Oh, oh, of course it was. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Right, the um, I need so right because uh, there's no opposition goal scorer or West Ham goal scorer. The goalkeepers in question is what I need. So I need the opposition goalkeeper from you first, James. No. Well, no one got the other one. So. What did you? What you it's went Tom first? first. On, Tom, oh, Tom, right, Tom. sorry, sorry, Tom. Yeah, you go first, Tom. Opposition goalkeeper. Did you say they both had played for us or both played for us in their careers? They okay. Um, opposition... Both both men have appeared for West Ham in their lives. Opposition goalkeeper Fabianski. That is incorrect from Tom Edwards there. Uh, Joe Hart. That is also incorrect from James Jones. The opposition goalkeeper was Robert Green. Oh, crap. <laughs> Could be anyone. <laughs> um, right, so I need the West Ham goalkeeper, and it's James Jones, you to guess first. Robert Green. Is he the part of Norwich or QPR? Is he played at QPR? <laughs> looking at me for that's the game. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, Adrian. Adrian, 
is correct. Oh, yes. James Jones, he's Come pulled on. it out of the bag. <laughs> wow, that could be a crucial point in the relegation battle. Fair play, James Jones, with Adrian there for the West Ham goalkeeper in lieu of scorer. So, Tom, I'm going to need the stadium from you, please. Loftus Road. Loftus Road is correct. Tom Ooh, makes it 1-0 straight away. No drama from Tom whatsoever. Uh, the opponent, please, James Jones. QPR. These Queen's Park Rangers, that is correct. Tom, I'm going to need the season for you to make it 2 all. 2013-14. Uh, 2013-14 is incorrect. So it throws back... To James Jones to make it 3 1. Is it 12 13? 12 13? That is incorrect. Oh, no. Oh, what a huge oh, miss a that huge could be. Moment. That was season 2014 2015. Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, QPR had. I was at the game, that's why I remember it. it was just a waste. It was the only time I've been to Loftus Road. We sat at the back of that upper tier, couldn't see the goal in front of you, but it didn't matter because the game was dead anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah Rob Green playing for them. Zamora also playing for did QPR. Did Reese Burke play day. for us that day? Reese Burke did play for us that day. Excellent. Knowledge, Tom Edwards. Don't yeah. get a point for that, though. No, yeah, no, no, no points. No, no. So we had Reese Burke, Cresswell, Jenkinson, Collins, Kuyati, Downing, Jarvis, Noble, Nolan, and Valencia. Uh, Carl Cole, come on. And Stella. QPR had Stephen Corker, Clint Hill, Nedamanua, Richard Dunn, Joey Barton, Carl Henry, Sandro, Matt Phillips, Charlie Austin, and Bobby Zamora. So, Jonesy, can you update those scores, please? That's 2 1 victory for you going into the very last yeah, one. It is. Yeah, yeah, it was. It is, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a draw. No, I'll take that. No, tie no very good. Nothing like that. Uh, Tom, you got one, didn't you? Yeah. Tom got one. Yeah. Okay. Tom's so, on 51. Oh, wow. This is absolutely this is tight. James Jones with a one point advantage going into the last round of name that game this season. Tom, it's all on you. I'm on 42 at the moment. James on 43. Tom has won it, no doubt about it, on 51 points. So, Tom Edwards, take the floor, please. All right. Here we go. This is big, lads. Um, Angelo Ogbonna made his debut in this game. Oh. League debut in this game, sorry. Oh, I knew it was cup one. <laughs> okay, got it. Go on in. 2 0. Correct. Oh, here we go. Look, Tom Edwards picking games out there from about four weeks ago. <laughs> uh, um, right, well, what are we having in. Oh, right, okay. Well, is there an alternative? There's not an opposition goal scorer, but that'll, that'll be an assist who got the assist in this game. What, for West Ham? For, for West Ham, that is, yeah. Jesus. Um, you got an assist. <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'm going to say that, oh, I don't know, Andy Carroll. No. Dimitri Pyatt. Yeah. Oh, he knows the game, this doesn't is, he? This is it. He knows no, the no, game. It's done. Uh, one West Ham goal scorer. No, no, it's me, it's me isn't it? You got no, it right. you got it wrong. Yeah. You, you guessed first in the last oh, one. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, which one should I pick? <laughs> this it's got to be, I'll go check Kawata. And you'd be correct with that, yeah. Uh, I still don't know. Stadium. Uh, Upton Park? No. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the Emirates. Yeah. I don't even Opponent. Uh, ooh, uh, Arsenal? That would be right. Correct. Season? 15-16. Correct. Oh, How many was that? So that's what? That is so five. Got, so I've got one, two... Three, four, five, one. 
Like, play James. What a win that was. Absolutely no brainer, wasn't it? Rather than picking a rogue one, so that was interesting. I tried. I I had a few in the hat, but I wasn't certain if to, I pick one. And then and then to, I, to be fair, mate, you didn't know it. So. No, I didn't yeah. have a clue. What? That's so true. what? What selection. game was it? It was the first first game of the season. We beat Arsenal two 0 When right. Oxford, Reece, Reece Oxford. Oh, right. That would yeah, have been yeah, too yeah. obvious, probably. Reese Oxford, but um, yeah, Oxford Pie. That was straight after the back of his game as well. They're literally days after each other yeah, so. yeah that was an epic game of football that one wasn't it yeah. decent season Zerate, when he scored that banger that was yeah, the best yeah, thing yeah. he did for us yeah well well played I mean wasn't exciting at all was it James we might as well have done that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Tom well played uh, there 51 points for name that game James Jones a solid second there with that last win at the end on 48 me bringing up the rear on 43 points it was good stuff this season, lads, try something a bit different, didn't we? We'll uh, yep. do a bit of planning later on this afternoon. Not sure whether name that game will be back, but there will be a quiz of some sort returning to the We Are West Ham podcast this season. Congratulations to Tom, commiserations to me. But stay with us because we'll have some looking ahead for next season next. <laughs> So you are still listening to the We Are West Ham podcast, the last one of the season with me, Will Pugh, Tom Edwards and James Jones. It's been a phenomenal season on the pitch for West Ham. It's been a difficult one on the podcast. Doing it over Zoom is not ideal, but I'm thrilled to be back opposite the boys this morning. Thanks to the guys here at TalkSport who've let us use their studio. So brilliant to see you both lads with some proper equipment um, rather than those... uh, (laughs) Iffy laptop mics that we bought off Amazon right at the beginning of lockdown. Lads, we've we've looked back, we've done the end of season awards, we've looked back on what's been a phenomenal season for West Ham United and it really, really has. And I, for one, cannot wait for next season already. We need to have a big summer. Mm. Fact. There's the fact of the matter are we left ourselves short in January and to do what we've done is an overachievement. And... Often you hear on on radio stations, oh, what do West Ham fans want? I want this season to not be a surprise. I don't Mm. want it to be such a shock that West Ham have come sixth. I want it to be like, yeah, all right, decent season for West Ham. They come sixth. There's a bit of room for improvement, maybe. I don't want us to drop down. Um, If we come 13th again next season, then you've got to try to keep thinking bigger picture, which is why I'm not getting too carried away. I'm really looking forward to next season, but I don't want us to be one of those clubs who just tries it Oh, they, you've got in, so we'll, we'll turn up and play the games, but our squad will be bare and we come 14th. I think Wolves did it uh, famously, mm. didn't they? Actually, no, they had a really they good season, seventh, didn't they? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but a, a few teams have done it, haven't they? Burnley, when, when they got in it for a bit. They, I don't want that. I, I don't want West Ham to do that. We're famous for it as well. I mean, we've, I, can't remember, I don't think we've ever followed up a really good season with another really good season. Mm. You know, look at like, you know, last season, Upton Park is classic. Yeah. Um, you know, even when we finished fifth back in '99, we then what? Three years later, we were relegated. Yeah. Uh, four years later, we were relegated. So, like, we we always sort of just fluctuate up and down the table. Um, and this is a great opportunity for us to go right now. Right, this is this is where we want to be. Okay, we might not finish sixth every year, but at least battle for it. Mm. And I think that's all we're really asking moving forward. Yeah, that's what I just I say it time and time again. I just don't want. West Ham doing well to be a surprise. That's yeah. what I want from the club. That was the deal, the implicit deal. When we moved from Upton Park, I said it time and time again on this podcast, and I'll keep saying it because 
that's where any bad feeling comes from, doesn't it? Similar to you know Leicester now. No one's surprised that Leicester are battling in the top four. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay, everyone was like shocked that they went on the Premier League, Mm. Um, and now look at them. Like when they you know when they're in the top four, I think if anything, people are surprised that they bottled it again Mm. and finished fifth. No, that's it. So you know that's what that's what we should be aiming for. Yeah, they've spent something like. 89% of the last two seasons in the top four and finished outside of it both times. But you're right, mate. That's exactly... The the ultimate position is a bit unfortunate, but no one's thinking, oh yeah, Leicester will be bottom half next season. No one's thinking that, are they? And that was the deal that was made with us fans, the match-going ones in particular, that if you moved away from your spiritual home, we'll rip you away from that. You know, there was no choice in that. I don't care what anyone says. Mm. No one had a choice. It wasn't Mm. some sort of democratic process, was it? We were ripped away from Upton Park where we loved watching football and the deal was we'll be better on the pitch. World-class team for a world-class stadium. People have their own decisions on the stadium. It is what it is, and it's good that some groups are and fans push for improvements to the stadium. I totally back those things. Mm-hmm. If they want to do them, uh, it's not going to make it Upton Park, but it is what what it is. At least, the least the club can do is back up their end of the deal. This season, for me, counts as one of those. Mm-hmm. So I go, yep, fair enough, that's fine. If we then ping back down to 14th again, try and get through the next campaign, which is going to be even more strenuous on a threadbare squad that's not good enough that's going back on your promise again mm. you've got to back it up this year well we missed a massive opportunity not uh, back in the squad mm. or back in Billich when we moved the summer we moved that was an opportunity to stamp our authority on it and say so we are a big club again we need to do that this summer because it's going to be I don't want to whimper out in the Europa League group stage I'm not saying we're definitely going to get through we're up against some really big sides but I want to give a really good account of ourselves and not that not mean that we then just flop in the Prem as well and that we're 14th and then the season after that, there's no chance of Europe again. You know, I want this to become a bit more of a regular thing and a bit more of a regular feeling. To do that, though, Tom, I assume you both feel the same as me on, on that point. Mm. But to do that, what what do you want to see this summer? We we need, you're, you're bang on it, and it's so easy for this season for us, the whole club, to wheel out the excuse, oh, we're in Europe, more games travel and use it as an excuse for underperforming. But in order for that not to happen, we need bulk. We need a lot of players in. We don't just need a flash in the pan, a £40 million striker here and there. We need depth and wh- whatever that may be, whether it's shrewd, more signings, dip into the championship. I'd just like to squad depth throughout and have two or three players for each position. So we don't come to situations where Antonio's injured this year and we've got nobody. Mm. Nobody suits our style of play. We don't have another midfielder, so Noble has to play six games on the trot. I want squad depth and I want to build with the same sort of ethos. Young players, I don't have to know him. I didn't know Sue Fowl, but people who fit his profile and just a few bodies, six or seven people come in and, and actively make the squad bigger. I'm not looking for a marquee signing mm. because I love our starting eleven. We just need to build on it and a bit of faith shown in Moyes and money. Just yeah. throw some money at him because he's deserved it now and he absolutely should be trusted in transfer market. Everything he's touched has turned to gold pretty much. Yeah, bearing in mind we've got that, we've got Haller's wages off the books now. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how that deal was structured, but I can't imagine there's going to be too much of that 140 grand a week left on, on West Ham's wages. A club like Ajax could afford to pay. Jan Malenko like, probably money. go. Yeah, there's Anderson, every chance. Lanzini, yeah. Maitza and Balbuena, like you say. So, so I think there'll be money and I'd love to see us go out and buy a, a striker's a striker and midfielder if I was looking at two positions to maybe come in be in and around a first team it would be it would be uh, down the spine probably a centre half centre back and, and striker who could come and compete but I just want bodies yeah yeah you would need that wouldn't you right Jonesy 
I'll tell you what then, we'll do it first. Assuming that there's going to be some outs or exits required in order to free up some funds somewhere, there's been various uh, reports about how much money Moyes has or hasn't got. And again, I mean, you know my stance on all things. Transfers come and knock on my door when the bloke's holding the shirt up and he's signed on the dotted line. Before that, not really too interested in who we might sign or or we've been in contact with this because half of it, if it comes from the club, it, there's agendas behind that communication anyway. We all know there's certain websites and accounts who, who you know, just fed information directly from the club and, and put it out um, in order so that the board can have their, their say in some way to the fans. And we also know that there's a lot of you know, unsubstantiated, unfounded stuff that, that goes around. So as far as West Ham goes, my stance on that is mm-hmm. just, yeah, knock on my door when they've signed. But assuming that some players are going to leave, who do you want slash expect to leave this summer from our squad? Well, I think I said it last week in that given that we need bulk, like we need squad depth, I don't think we can afford to let many go. Mm. Um, because if you, okay, you let four go um, and you bring in four, then mm. you haven't added to squad depth. Mm. You just improved the squad, but the the squad's still thin. Um, if you if you let four go, you got to bring in eight, ideally. But which is a lot to ingratiate which is a lot. the squad, mm. isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if Lanzini went because I think he deserves to be playing week in week out. I don't think he's going to get it at West Ham. Um, mm. Wow, yeah. Do you not think he's sorry? Do you just do you think he's played think, himself in with that deeper role though? Maybe, but he's not going to play every week. Mm. Um, he's not. He's not. Even if do we think keep, he, do you think he's bothered eighty grand a week. I think probably he's not. Getting. Probably not. But you know, if if the club can get fifteen, twenty mil, fifteen mil for him, say, which I still think we could probably yeah, get. Yeah, get long he's got um, contract, Then you know, I can't imagine they'd be that bothered. They might just go, yeah, go for it. I still think he can he can do a job at West Ham, obviously, but um, I just I think that if the club get a decent enough offer for him, then they'll probably let him go. Even though we can't, as I said before, we can't really afford to let anyone anyone go unless we're going to bring in double the amount of players we sell. Mm. Um, and there's a few others like Yarmolenko, and obviously it looks like Balbuena's already on his way out. But ideally, I'd like to see no more players leave. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, Tom. Are you of the same? Opinion because I think Lanzini and Yarmolenko they're on they're on big money. I remember we were talking last season saying you know is Lanzini's time up. Obviously, if it was, it wouldn't have been for that historic moment at Tottenham. Whether that's you know that's worth over a season, it obviously was worth the money because he's come on and done that, and that's the difference between us finishing in Europe or not. But I personally think he's played himself into a role next season with like just by that that deep lying performance at Burnley, wasn't mm-hmm. it, where he came in and against weaker teams. If you've got a Rice or a Suchek who are out against weaker teams, I think he's the key. I think you play him instead of Noble next year. So I wouldn't mind seeing him in that deeper role whatsoever. Do you get rid of him and Yarmolenko? I was going to say that I'd keep Lanzini because I think also next year we'll have a bit of respect. I think teams might naturally sit deeper and I think he could be type of player which, which suits those sort of games a bit more than, than he mm. has done this season. But Yarmolenko for me, he's he's done. Um, he's done for me. I don't think he, he's got enough to impact Premier League games anymore. He hasn't done all season really. I know the year before he had some big moments, but he hasn't, he hasn't shown any glimpses of that. He's on massive money. He's he's got a big name, big reputation in Europe, so I reckon we can find a buyer for him. So I think maybe get rid of him, but 
we, we can't afford to lose many and we, we know we won't go out and buy eight. So, yeah, we can't really be looking to, to lose too many. But other than Yarmolenko, everyone else sort of, in my eyes, has, has a part to play this season depending on, on the offers we get for players. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of inclined to agree. I, I, I wouldn't mind if Yarmolenko went, to be honest. I think wages-wise. Yeah, yeah. And even, even Lanzini, I mean, I love him. I'd like to think that he's got a role there. But... I could, the yeah. wages he's on, and you're talking about numbers, Tom. If if you sold him and got two in mm. on, you know, I think Kufal, um I know he's talking about signing a new deal, but he's only in the between thirty and forty grand a week region. Look what we're getting out of him. He's obviously warrants more money than than he's probably on at the moment. But I think if you can chop in Lanzini's eighty grand a week and swap that for two forty grand a week, I know I'm saying it as if it's well easy to just pluck yeah. them out of the air. But you know <laughs> what I mean. I think. Um, if you'd Lanzini and Yarmolenko wouldn't, wouldn't be too good certainly Yarmolenko I think he's on some big dough um, Jonesy is there anyone else then you'd get rid of or are you just of that opinion that look if we can chop those two we do but if not we just, just hold on wherever we can obviously with Balbuena going as well yeah I, I think on the back of the season we've just had there hasn't been many players where you've gone oh, I can't wait to see the, back, see the back of him I can't wait for the club to get rid of him mm. Yarmolenko's probably the only one and that's really purely because of the money that he's on um, and when you compare that to the actual impact or lack of mm. impact he's having on the squad, um, then you go, yeah, okay, fair enough. But the others, they've all proven, proven this year that they've probably they, they've got a role to play. That, you know, they can impact the team in in one way or another. And that includes Lanzini. I just wonder whether Lanzini might be thinking, well, you know, he wants to be playing week in week out, and he's not going to do that at West Ham. I don't think. No. No, he's been here a while now, hasn't he? I think same as last season, really. You know, I, I sort of would be sad to see him go from a football Absolutely, romance yeah. point yeah. of view. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, well, we got uh, yeah, Philippe Anderson will be coming back. Dapper Falayan obviously been at Bolton doing fairly well by all accounts. Zande Silva, blimey, he's still out on loan. So is Gonzalo Cardoso and Winston Reid at Brentford. So it's going to be a, a, a strange old. A strange old sum up. So come on, Tom. Look, what what do you want to see then by but the time next season, whether it's incomings, outgoings? Just sum up for me uh, as we get to the end of the podcast. What you want to see from West Ham next season? I want to see clear structure like Moises imp- implemented from the start. I want to see clear plans, like not like we did in January, so sell a striker and and go into the rest of the season with one. I, I want clear, decisive planning, and I think a big part of that will be Jesse Lingard. I mean, I'd love us to see. I'd love to see us get him in personally I mean not necessarily for his performances in the last five games or so but he's added loads to that squad you can tell he's already an integral member on and off the pitch and I think that will be a big statement of of intent to get to get him in and to get him over the line I think it's something we could really do with do with getting over the line and I think it'll be the type of thing which sets us on our way for a really good positive summer and a good season Fair play Jonesy Exactly the same um, I think Lingard should be up there as one of the priorities I think a striker has to be number one priority um, if, if we can't get Lingard then I'd like to see us go after Matas Pereira at West Brom I mm-hmm. think he's the the closest like for like we could probably get for probably half the cost mm. but I still think Lingard should be the number one target yeah. uh, and then a central midfielder and I'd like to see us get a left back as well I think Creswell and Masuaku, I'm not being funny. The... I don't know. I what? don't know. I just think Masuaku and Creswell, Masuaku is injury prone. Mm. Um, and you can't expect Creswell to be doing it week in, week out, particularly with uh, at least another six games ben, added to our fi- fixture list. Ben Johnson, not enough backup guarantee for you? Uh, potentially. Um, I don't know. 
In a weird way, I know we were calling for it last year. That seems like the last position I'll be bothered about now. Like even a, even a keeper they're talking about. Aren't yeah, they? Like, I don't know. I just I, think I think sometimes it does feel like we're a little bit light. Mm. We rarely have um, both of them fit. I agree that it does feel like rarely both at the same yeah, time are fit. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, just you know, I think I've already said central midfielder, but uh, it has to be a, a, a goal scorer that can score fifteen twenty goals a season minimum, mm. um, and who isn't just the target man. Uh, and then it, it'd be good to see a few youth players get the chance. Nathan Holland deserves his shout. <laughs> um, I'd like to see him in and around the first team next year, just as I predicted. And um, we'll, we'll see how we get on. Yeah, we'll see, mate. We'll see. Right, one last one then, boys, before we do the uh, the Fantasy Premier League and we say goodbye for another season, not just another week, on the We Are West Ham podcast. David Gold. David Sullivan and Karen Brady get their fair share of stick from West Ham fans and in the vast majority of cases in my opinion uh, since during their time at the club particularly since the move from Upton Park it's warranted that, that that's uh, my stance on it I appreciate that some of it sometimes um, you know has a tendency or some fans are just unforgivable now there's no way back I don't quite fall into that camp yet. I I am a bit wary, like we're talking now, what we'd like to see from the summer. Not to be negative unwarrantedly, but if I had to guess what we're going to do, unfortunately I'm a little bit concerned that we're going to go into next season pretty light um, and that Moyes isn't going to be back despite everything. It feels, like I said, it feels a bit like end of... 15-16 season when it's like right come on we've we've built a good platform now let's, let's go on and let's be this next level club this is Tom you said something a few weeks ago and you said I didn't think we would get an opportunity a platform to build off of again well we've got the platform now if I had to guess and again just through previous form that uh, the, the board and the way the club is run suggests that that's not going to happen I'm all for optimism hopeful optimism like lots of fans have but I also am not really in the in the game of just blind uh, ignorance about what has gone before um, but ultimately David Gold David Sullivan and Karen Brady have overseen a season where West Ham have finished sixth for the first time in this millennium since 1999 was the last time when we did that under Harry Redknapp they've overseen the best season West Ham have had since then is it how does it change your I'll go with you Tom because I think you've always been the most vociferous about Gold, Sullivan and Brady how does it in your opinion first and then perhaps in the wider fan base change their standing and your view and just the general situation I think it changes a bit of perspective in the sense that they have had success in that, that they've twice now finished inside the top seven under their stewardship. So they're obviously doing something right to facilitate playing on the pitch to, to some degree, whatever that is. But for me, ultimately won't change anything. I think this year they still tried tried to, to balls it up in, in one way or another by selling us a record striker for 20 million loss, um, not offering Moyes a contract already. They've not gone about They've it. They've extended in, him a year, haven't they? They extended it a year, but not giving him that that three-year set yeah, and maybe yeah, right. set him off. They haven't. They didn't go out in January and sign big. They didn't really do what we needed the summer before. They employed Moyes probably out of luck, like we already said. So I think most of this is down to David Moyes and that group of players who work day in, day out. But they've done something right and they did make a good sale with Dean Garner and stuff and they haven't been getting their beaks involved and they haven't been in and out of the press 
as usual. So, so they've had a good year, but for me, it's the least we expected. We moved there and we've got to become a Europe, European club now. We've got to compete and this has to be the start. And if they replicate it next year and show some ambition and back it up, then I might change my viewpoint. But this year feels like it's more of a, a flash in the pan at this point and David Moyes. So until they make some structural change and do some things which, which set us up for the future, then, I, then I'll still be reserved on giving them any real praise. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree on the whole because I just feel like you mentioned Leicester earlier, James, didn't you? And I don't feel we're in that Leicester league at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Their training mm. ground is spectacular, mm. as is a glorified <laughs> group of port uh, cabins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't buy into that like as much. It's not like you buy yourself a swanky training ground and that's it. I'm sure some of the teams further down the leagues than us have got nicer training grounds and we haven't aren't as good on the pitch. You know what I mean? So we've proved that you can produce a good team out of Rush Green. So I just feel like it, it, it helps, doesn't it? It buys into what you're trying to do and it gets, sends a message to the players arriving at the club that, you know, if you turn up at Leicester now, you, you think, blimey, this mm. isn't just like little old Leicester and mm. Filbert Street is it you're like blimey this is multi-million pound this is a Champions League football yeah club, exactly yeah. mate yeah. yeah yeah and it's all part of that so I do think that um, you know that, that it would be good to improve on that but what's what's your thoughts on, on GSB James after this season and after what you've heard from Tom I, I do agree with Tom I think it's going to take a lot more than just, just one good season or one outstanding season shall I say mm. To, to go anywhere near like fixing that relationship between themselves and the fans mm. and, and righting a lot of the wrongs that, that have happened in the past. If they can back that up with a good summer and then another good season, suddenly have, I think a lot of fans will be thinking, okay, maybe something's beginning to change. But it's got to be every year now. Mm. That ambition has to be there to continue to keep on improving, like Leicester have done after winning the league. They're constantly improving, you know. They, they went after after winning the league. They sat Ranieri six months later mm. because they had the ambition. Going no, 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 we're not slipping back down into mediocrity. We're going to go. We we want to be up there. We need to do that. Mm. We need to have that mentality now of going right. You know, we're not just going to be a mid-table club or a club chasing relegation. Mm. Big team mentality is what we <laughs> want, boys. Um, and we we're going to push forward. Gold, Sullivan and Brady have got to oversee that. They've got to put the money where their mouth is now. I know it's been a tough year, particularly because of COVID. But they've got to at least show that ambition off the pitch. And if they can do that for the next two or three years, if they're not going to sell the club, Mm. then I think the relationship might just um, start swinging back in their favour a little bit. But Are you open to it? Some aren't. Some some fans aren't. If I'm honest, I I have thought about this a lot and... In five years' time, if we're suddenly, if we've been in the top six a few times, and maybe we've been in the Champions League, you know, we've, we've like done really well one season and won an FA Cup and whatever. I think if they're still at the football club, then I don't care. Mm. But the the big thing for me is that it's fine if they're at the football club and they're and they're driving the club forwards with what they're doing off the pitch, as long as they're quiet about it. I think <laughs> a lot of the problems that have come out of Gold Sullivan and Brady is because they've been too in the public eye. They've been too don't you think that's just their personality though? it probably is but that's what's led to a lot of the problems they've been only too happy to go on the radio and talk at the wrong time um, you, no one ever hears about yeah, you don't hear from Leicester's owner you don't owner, hear do from Leicester's owner top yeah. um, and the only time you see him is when they won the FA Cup and quite rightly so and he was on summoned the down by the players he didn't want to be he? there did yeah, they yeah, exactly. um, Schmeichel went up and got him or something yeah. and 
that's the only time you hear or see of Top at, at Leicester, and I think that's the way it should be. Mm. He does all his talking behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it matters. Where it matters, and he then repays the fans with, you know, you know with the success that they get mm. and they've had. And I think that's what it needs to be at West Ham now. Okay, we've, we've proven that we can compete at the right end of the Premier League table. Then it's proved we compete on the European stage, and then it's push on from there. Mm. I don't want. Uh, interviews on the radio during a transfer window saying we're going to buy this we haven't got the money to buy him uh, I don't want you know don't, just don't want to hear from him mm. just run the football club yeah. and I think that's what it's got to be now Yeah, yeah. and then if we're still pushing in it two or three years then maybe that relationship will be on its way to being fixed but they've still got to have a lot of work to do mm. I'm just a little bit it just concerns me I like I know what you're saying I just think it's their personalities there's this you know the, the this feeling that GSB are this big like alien entity. Ultimately, it's three people, isn't it? It's three yeah. very wealthy people. Granted, David Sullivan is worth in excess of a billion pounds. His total worth, Golds is in the region of four hundred and fifty mil. We're led to believe Karen Brady, obviously not quite as much, but then she has less, a smaller shareholding, um, but still a very influential person at the club. And I think it's in their personality. I think a large. I've always said it. I think a large part of why they're still around at the club, despite all of it, is because it's the only thing that really makes them relevant. I'm not sure if she does because I don't watch it, but I don't know if Karen Brady still does The Apprentice. She does. She's got a column. She has, right, okay, yeah. yeah. She's got a column in the sun. Um, So she's obviously that way inclined anyway. Uh, You know, she likes being in the public eye. And I think being co-chairman at West Ham, just like it was at Birmingham, etc., before, feeds into that, doesn't it? Same for Gold and Sullivan. Like, the, the money clearly isn't enough is it they like the celebrity aspect yeah. of it and I honestly think now Brady perhaps less so but with the other two who are they if they step away from West Ham if they sell the club mm. which everyone's clamouring for who? what is their lives to them anymore David Gold's obviously really knocking on now and yeah. um, you know he looked a bit elderly the other day they when he came on, on the yeah. screen they yeah. showed him on the screen and I was like wow yeah like, exactly there's been a clear year. difference yeah. isn't it yeah and you know whatever happens here we definitely wish best of health to Absolutely, him and yeah. all those sort of stuff you know there's things that go beyond football but he's, he's an older guy that's an observable fact no malice in, in that observation mm. at all um, and you just think you know if I was 84 or in their position, I'd probably want to run West Ham as well. Whether you'd like to think, as a person that, in the face of all this vitriol, I don't know whether I'd be able to keep Cope. doing the, it. The <laughs> ironic thing is that they would end up having bigger celebrity if uh, and be you know they they'd be bigger celebrities if they just shut up. And ran yeah, the, ran the I'm club not properly, so sure, mate. because I... then people would like them. People would go, "Well, we haven't heard from him for ages, but fair play, he's, he's, yeah, he's run yeah, the club yeah. well." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, not that. That's not the like, sort of celebrity they want, is it? Well, I mean, that's. I mean, that, that's the ironic thing about it is that they they want a certain level of celebrity, which comes with negative press mm. and negativity and vitriol. Um, but don't you know people like that? I like. I, I'm not going to name them, but I've got yeah. people fairly close to me. Yeah. Who who I know, like, or just in my life, want to be centre of attention. That are just attention seekers mm. at yeah. all costs. Yeah. Like I'm an attention seeker. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not pretending. I'm not for a yeah. second. But I like nice attention. Yeah. Like, I like you know. The sort it's of a shame. I was hoping to see like, you dancing on the bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm nice attention. But there are people I know who are just attention at Don't all care, costs yeah. Maybe yeah, they just it. want to be the centre of the room yeah. 
and it's that sort of attention is easier to come by isn't it because you don't have to cultivate a skill or you know being funny or being a good singer or whatever attention mm. seekers might be you know stand up comedians singers performers actors they get good attention because they cultivate skills, same as footballers. Mm. But the easiest way to get attention is doing just being obnoxious and loud and all yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I just I just find it the the way I feel about the whole situation, lads, is that it feels a bit like someone's dropped off a new washing machine at your house. They've taken away the old one that you really liked actually, and you didn't even think you needed a new one. But you've been persuaded by the washing machine company to keep phoning you up and saying, it's time to get a new one. You go, all right, fine. You get a new washing machine. It turns up and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you think just, there was nothing wrong with my old one. I was quite happy in my old one. You promised me that this would be better. I'd be getting more efficient washes out of it. But all it's doing is making loads of noise and puffing loads of smoke out. And you're ringing them up, the helpline. They send a bloke round. And he's just giving you, you know, oh, yeah, oh, oh, we'll have a look. They undo, unscrew the back and then the next week it breaks again. And you're not getting what you promised. And it's one of those, I feel like after five visits from the engineer for your brand new washing machine that you were told was going to be better, if it's still not working, you are more angry than you were before with your old washing machine because it was old and faithful and it might not have been great, but, you know, you had some sentimental attachment to it. Your new one, you want it to work. And... Even if the engineer comes around that fifth time and he makes it work, and finally you get this new washing machine that is, it is, you know what, ultimately it is better than the one I had before. But I'm annoyed because it's your fault that I had to call you up five times and it wasn't what I promised or you promised me for ages and ages and ages. I think that's how I feel about that's the a, stuff. That's a really well thought out analogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers. And that's how I feel about Gold mm. Sullivan and Brady now. I think. You know, I'm still open to it because ultimately I just want I want this feeling again like I've had this season. Um, and if they turn around and do it, I don't think it's ever going to go back where you're not going to have a situation where Gold, Sullivan and Brady are heralded like the Leicester owners are. You're Absolutely not going to have not. that because of the reason... No, Can't it, won't. It, it won't. Because happen. of the reasons I've just mentioned. If, if we end up being good, there'll be a begrudging like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, you've finally done what you've said you're going to. You've finally provided the washing so you're machine. Long enough, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You finally provided the washing machine that I paid for. Or you know what I mean? You finally put up your end of the bargain with the London Stadium move. But look how much it took. Mm. Look how mm. much it shouldn't have been like that for the fans. Even if it, it sorts itself out, and there will always be <coughs> be that feeling there. But look, I think it is ultimately is out of our hands. I applaud anyone who, not just in football, in society, stands up for what they believe in and, mm. and fights back against, you know, the stuff with the Super League was brilliant, Tom going along to the protest, and the same with West... The things we hold dear in our lives, our football club being one of them, yep. um, I'll back anyone who, who stands up for there and goes and protests now. And even the guys, you know, who are still protesting against GSB because they just refuse to forgive them and they don't want this season to... They don't want... Just because we've done well this season doesn't change how they feel fair play you know, they're getting yeah. a bit of stick at the moment and and you know I, I've, I've sort of calmed down on it all because because we're good I'm happy to give them a chance while we're good and no doubt if we go rubbish again people will will stand up but I've you know for, for those still protesting against it no problem with those guys whatsoever and I just think I just don't want like you said James I just don't want them to be the conversation anymore I don't want it to be about protests and the owner I just want I it to be we're a good football team have gold yeah, or seven on top sport yeah. I just don't don't want it. Yeah, it's just David Moyes has done an excellent job again this year. West yeah. Ham are in they're they're in playing a Europa League quarter final against 
whoever it Marseille or whatever, whoever it might be. Like that's that's what I want the conversation to be about. Yeah. The Champions League teams drop out, don't they? Imagine that. We yeah. get through the group stages, West Ham are doing well again, they're knocking on or they might only be eighth, but they're knocking on the door there and shout. That's that's what I want. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I think that's what we all want, isn't it? Look, lads, it's been an absolute brilliant show. I've enjoyed it. We're gonna have to wrap this up. We've been in here for absolutely ages. Poor old James, he's absolutely starving. Jonesy, uh, before we say goodbye for the last time for this season, the fantasy Premier League update we do the last one of the season we've got the we are west ham league of course which all the listeners got involved with but ultimately i think what everyone wants to know at home you've been giving it large for a few weeks the fantasy football guru you actually are you have people don't you coming to you for advice some seasons you act as a fantasy premier league consultant you were quietly confident about overtaking me for most of the season uh did you in the end no <laughs> No, um, fair play to you, mate. Yeah, you won the you won the league between the three of us, but by, by quite some way as well. Actually, seventy one points. Mm, not bad. Um, I had I think going into the last two game weeks, I think I closed the gap to forty. But um, strong finish. Yeah, strong finish from you. But yeah, uh, you so you won the league with two thousand three hundred seven. I came second with two thousand three hundred thirty six, and Tom bottom of the par with two thousand eighty four, which means that. It's almost we've all won something this season. <laughs> we've all won something. Tom's won. It's all about game. taking part. <laughs> I raised the most money for for charities, which wasn't really a competition, mm. but I know. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking it. Was it was deep down. Wasn't I- I'm it, taking though? it, and then and then Will, you've won fantasy football, so we've all won something. So you tried to steal the moral high ground as well, now, haven't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, rain all over my parade. <laughs> but no, but I mean, at least you've won something this season, so it's great. Yeah, that is true, mate. That is true. Yeah, delighted with that. Have you got the? I think it was Tom Connolly who looked like he was cruising at the top of the We Are West Ham listener leaderboard. Can you update us on? Just give us the top ten as. It's the last one of the season. Okay, so the top 10. Uh, I'll, I'll go from 10. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Kieran Rowley came 10th um, with 2429. Just it, give us a name. Just give us a name. Jack Elderton came 9th. Yeah. Peter Hermanstad at 8th. Glenn Thompson, 7. Uh, in 6th was Stephen Ennis. 5th was Sam Goddard. 4 Luke Bramley. 3 Ben Ingram. 2. Tom Connolly oh, Tom, oh, dropped out of it and number one the winner of the We Are West Ham podcast Fantasy League was Barry Lawrence with Happy Hammers Barry Lawrence 2506 I was looking for it this morning because remember Rudy Eagling was, yeah, was running Mavericks. away with it. Yeah, yeah. well I was looking down the leagues and actually oh there you are Will you were finished quite hard Will you Where finished uh, you finished 43rd that's alright I've just found my brother Ham. as well my brother, my brother finished 40th well done mate yeah um, where is I found him earlier oh there he is 26th Rudy Eagling blimey second second half of the season massive collapse yeah yeah big two he was leading for ages bad transfer window man. wow that's it terrible mate. that's yeah. it Poor didn't, didn't replace his striker no well look <laughs> thanks very much to all of you who took part in that we will be running it of course next season that fantasy Premier League so uh, I think the code will probably be the same it's lowercase cny6 OU, so I don't suppose you've done your teams already um, but if not we'll be updating you on the podcast so you'll be able to join in again we'll probably just refresh that league so if you're already in it happy days and if you want to join then you can and we'll give you the details for that at the beginning of next season that was good fun as well lads this is the first season ever that I've done my fantasy Premier League team to the last week literally in history so I was quite proud of myself for that one but look that's it boys we've had a it's a bumper episode this week I've really enjoyed sitting in front of you again I said it was going to be a nice short one but as always uh, when we're back together it hasn't been I've really enjoyed it um, 
Do follow us on Twitter, of course, at we are underscore West Ham. You can get us on Instagram as well. It's we are West Ham underscore pod, I believe, over on Insta. We are on YouTube as well, where you can watch this final show up until about half an hour ago-ish, when I think the camera ran out of battery. So <laughs> very, very sorry about that. But yeah, do follow us on, on YouTube as well. We'll be trying to do some work on that over the summer to make that a little bit more engaging and exciting next year if that is at all possible uh, thanks to the guys at footballprizes.co.uk who this week's episode is sponsored by head on over there because you can win some priceless pieces of signed football memorabilia each and every week in this week's draw you can win a signed julian dick's shirt and it costs just four pound 95 a ticket just 99 tickets will be sold which gives you a fantastic chance of winning entries close at 7 30 on friday and the draw is made an hour later live on facebook there's been signed shirts from paolo di canio declan rice and vladimir soufal up for grabs since their launch so head on over to footballprizes.co.uk to check them out and of course do not forget that you can buy us a beer or support the podcast for as little as a fiver at buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham and don't forget as well that if you buy us one before this time next week you are in with a chance to win four free draws for next week's west ham football prizes.co.uk draw so it's 20 quid worth of entries for just a fiver over at buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham thanks so much to the guys who've backed us on that already and for all of you who continue to listen to the we are west ham podcast so lads not some final thoughts for the week we haven't decided yet if we were going to have three or four weeks off but we are going to have a little bit of a break give us a chance to recharge so tom for the final time this season not some final thoughts on the show this week some final thoughts on an absolutely historic season for west ham united david moyes and his boys finishing sixth, meaning we are going to Europe next season. Just give us some final thoughts and say goodbye to everyone for one last time this season. Yeah, firstly, love being back together. It, it does make a big difference and hopefully next year we carry on in this vein. But yeah, dreams come true this year. It really, really is when, when we get up next year and realise we could be travelling all over Europe with our best pals, our family. To sit there and watch West Ham play in a European stage it is pretty special when it, when it sinks in. So... Special season. I love my first one with the pod as well. It has been a it's been an amazing year for me, getting on board with you two and absolutely loved every minute. And thank you so much for everyone who's listened to to my dross um, <laughs> for this long. I don't know how you do it, but yeah, loved it, loved it, and can't wait for next year. Yeah, absolutely, Jonesy. Um, well, firstly, it's been it's been a great great year for the pod, hasn't mm, it? It um, definitely has. First full year. Uh, since the radio show um, stopped so yep. we've, we've done really well to kind of transition into that and see Tom's joined the team superb addition um, but yeah it's been a great year and what a season on the pitch to, to coincide with it it's, it's, I just feel so proud at the moment to be a West Ham fan I can't remember the last time I said that mm. um, probably the last game at Upton Park was the last time I said that so what over, just over five years ago um, and long may it continue um, just really looking forward to, to, to next season already get the Euros out of the way and then we're back in it and hopefully we'll be back in the stadiums full stadiums next season as well so loads to look forward to just hope they deliver in the summer 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely spot on. I just want to say a big thank you as well, boys. I'm sure you'll join me in thanking all of our guests we've had on absolutely, this yeah. season. We've covered the West Ham women for the first time properly, which I've really enjoyed. Sandra Brobery, Catherine Batt from the Daily Mail, Sandra from the Sun, uh, Isabel from the Sun as well, uh, Michelle we had on a few weeks ago. We've had some great guests to help us cover the women, which has been brilliant. All the guys, of course, who've come on uh, on the men's side of things as well. The journalists, we've had uh, Jack Rosser from the Evening Standard. Rashane Thomas, who's been absolutely outstanding. From The Athletic, of course, we've had Sam Incasole before he made the switch to Chelsea at London. Tom Clark has come on as well. Jacob Steinberg from The Guardian. Neil Custis. All of our opposition views, mm. you know, they all of them, but to a man, have really added something to the pod this year, haven't they? Because otherwise it would just be us three droning on <laughs> week in, week out. And everyone knows that our listener numbers would be nowhere near as healthy as they are if, uh, <laughs> if it was just listening to me, Tom and James every single week. So, of course, as it is every week and as it is every season, the biggest thank you, of course, to you guys at home for downloading this pod every week. We do still feel, believe it or not, like three idiots just droning on about West Ham every week. But we love what we do. It's been great bringing it to you over what's been a difficult year. Thanks to everyone who sent us messages, uh, got in touch, be it on Twitter, via our email, we are westhampod at gmail.com. Uh, reviews, all of those things, we appreciate. Anyone who's contributed, basically, we're really, really, really grateful. We hope you'll continue to do that and uh, and support the podcast by downloading it every week. Thank you so much to all of you for listening. David Moyes has finally given West Ham fans a club they can be proud of. And proud of it, we are as well. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Up the hammers, and we'll see you next season. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.